is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Game Misconduct. I'm Don LaGreca. He's Anthony Pusick. Now, we need to send out apologies because, boy, there was a lot of things going on at the radio station that screwed up podcasting. Why? What happened? Uh, Well, we're not going to get into it. It's all very technical. So we do apologize. We wanted to have something up Friday, top five. We'll do that again on Friday. We didn't have EJ yesterday because he's he's away, so we're going to have him tomorrow. But we wanted to put something up, so this is it. So we apologize for what happened uh, last week, and uh, hopefully we get back into a rhythm here Wednesday, Friday, and then you know Wednesday, Friday, um, when, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the rest of the way, and we'll see what we do uh, during the holidays. But how are you, Anthony? I'm good, Don. I'm good. Just enjoyed a nice vodka parm for uh, breakfast. It's beautiful. Interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, you got it. You got it. You got to lean all in, right? You've got, you got Kenny Trocheck and Tommy Cutlets. The Italians <laughs> are back. That's right. The Italians are back. Giants are winning. Uh, you know, look at last night. Um, I guess we can start with the Islanders. The good news is they won the game. Horvat wins in overtime. Beat the Leafs. Leafs will be at the Garden tonight to take on the Rangers. So that's a bit of a break for the Blue Shirts. Get the Maple Leafs on the second of back to backs. But again, the theme. Going into the third period, they got a 3-2 lead. Morgan Riley scores with seven seconds left to force overtime. So the Islanders get bailed out. But again, you know, tough third period, giving up goals. But, hey, give the Islanders credit. They've been uh, finding ways to win now. And then you, t- you take a look at the uh, standings, and there they are in second place in the Metropolitan Division, just uh, six points back of the Rangers. Rangers do have a game in hand. But, you know, give the Islanders credit. There's a lot of things they need to fix, but they still find themselves in the thick of things in the playoffs. Yeah, look, we talked about it. Having a goalie like Sorokin will allow you to stay in games. But the thing is, Don, as you pointed out, they've blown leads, and it's been high-scoring games that they've won. They found ways to score. Uh, I'm, I feel really dumb. I really should have bet that John Tavares was going to have two-plus points yesterday uh, because no doubt he was going to score his 1,000th point at UBS Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the uh, the reaction of to that from fans is getting a lot of attention on Twitter. Um, maybe we'll get into that a little bit, but yeah, no. I mean, look, it was a good win for them. I think it, I think the Rangers have to send them a fruit basket or something. It's nice that they decide on these back to backs to put the teams that are going to play the Rangers into overtime. <laughs> did it with the Kings. Now they did it with the Maple right. Leafs. See how it affects uh, how it affects Toronto tonight. Uh, at the Garden, uh, but yeah, no, a good win for the Islanders, and we uh, we almost left them for dead uh, with with how they were playing, and like you said, second in the Metro, something to be yeah. proud of. You know, this might be the year that we buck the trend with the whole you got to be in it by American Thanksgiving because we are seeing some teams, you know, move around here, and the Islanders certainly one of them. You mentioned the come from behind victory against the Kings; they were down two nothing, they were able to force overtime there, get the win, so couple of very interesting games for the Islanders. They find themselves there. Uh, Philadelphia continues to impress, too. They're in third place in the Metropolitan Division. They got a plus uh, goal differential of 10. And, you know, you just look at the Devils. You look at the Lightning. Lightning can be in a little bit of trouble here just because of the sheer number of games that they've played. They, they played 29 games. So you look at the Devils who are uh, behind them by a couple of points, three games in hand. Carolina, which has kind of been struggling a bit. We needed to touch on that. They're two points back. They've got two games in hand. Uh, and then you look at Washington. It's got that final wild card spot. And Washington's been difficult to figure out. They had a great win against the Rangers, shut him out 4 nothing. followed that up with a win uh, the next day as well. Um, 
they've got four games in hand on the Lightning. So I still think Tampa's a good team. They got Vasilevsky back. They're going to be fine. But if the one thing that would concern me is they're going to be sitting there watching all these teams make up those games and get blown by if those teams take advantage of the games in hand. Yeah, look, no Vasilevsky to start the year. You knew Tampa would be off to a slow start. Um, you knew that they had powerhouses in their division in Boston, Florida, and Toronto. Um, Detroit is playing well. I know they've lost two straight, but I like the way they've played. Now they have Patrick Kane. Seems like they're uh, going to stick around. So, yeah, n- not having games in hand and starting off as slow as they did. Now with Vasilevsky back, hopefully they turn it around. But a negative goal differential for this Tampa team is uncommon, given their, I guess we can, I'm not going to necessarily call it a dynasty, but let's call it the run that they're on. Yeah. Making it to Cups um, and winning Cups, uh, I think that, they're gonna have. They're gonna. They're gonna be struggling with now Jersey surging a little bit. You've got the Islanders in the Metro that might either take a Metro spot or take a wild card spot. East much more interesting than the West, at least for now, uh, from what we think, Don. Because you thought that the uh, the West was locked up with those top eight teams. The Coyotes have something to say about that. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be a logjam here for the wild card in the East. Yeah, and and Edmonton's gonna throw a wrench into that plan for me as well because they've red hot. They came off that win against the Devils. Seven David's straight. got ten goals. Seven straight wins they find themselves just three points back of arizona with two games in hand they're two points back of st louis two games in hand of all the teams we're talking about that are outside of the playoffs the only one with a plus goal differential is edmonton at plus four um nashville's been able to figure it out uh, but they've also played an inordinate amount of games they've got 28 so edmonton is edmonton's on the come and they're going to figure it out so I, I right now if i had to predict and and you know calgary's there too but again they've played 28 games so i think edmonton's in terrific shape to make the playoffs and be what they we thought they were going to be at the start of the season yeah, the parity in this league right now is very interesting. I mean, you looked a week or two ago, and Edmonton was in the basement of the West. Minnesota, basement of the West. Now Minnesota's only four points out. They're 5-4-1 and one in their last 10. Edmonton is 7-3, and three, just three points back from the Arizona Coyotes, who have now lost three straight. Um, it's going to be fun. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting teams in this league this year. I don't think there's that many bottoms. Well, I mean, hey, look at San Jose. They're finding ways to score goals. Um, they may not be winning, and they may not be winning every one of these games, but they're certainly finding ways. They're five, three, and two uh, in their last ten. Um, obviously, tonight you've got Chicago, who aren't playing well, but Bedard versus McDavid is something that people are going to want to watch. Stay up. I think Butchagras said it best. Get yourself some espresso, put on your sweatshirt and your sweatpants, and stay up late and watch. Uh, <laughs> Watch Bedard and McDavid go at it, um, or whatever you know, whatever you want to wear. You could do whatever you want, but nude if you're Michael. Mm. But um, no, I mean, uh, I've enjoyed. Uh, not that I don't enjoy every season. I love watching hockey, but this has been a fun season because there's every night there's a game that's super compelling. There's been crazy comebacks. There's been uh, impressive individual performances. Um, this is great for the sport, no doubt. No, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, let's take up uh, the the time that we have here to try to get to some of the social media stuff because we've kind of because of the fact that we haven't yes, had we the miss podcast you all. in a while, um, we haven't done it. So let, let let's get into it. Matthew wants uh, us to grade these Rangers through the first quarter of the season: Zabanajad, Igor, Quick, and Wheeler. Uh, I'll start, and then you can go. I would I probably give Zabanajad probably a C. Uh, he's just not scoring enough for me. He's getting better. He had the power play goal uh, the other night, but I, I think there, he's got a lot more to give. Um, Igor, a B minus. Uh, he's um, he's played well, but not I think to the level that we expect him to play. Uh, Quick is an A plus, and, and, and listen, I don't know how sustainable it is. 
Um, but 8-0-1, I don't think anybody had that on our bingo card going into um, the playoffs. We're actually getting people saying, you know, should he be the number one goaltender? Let's relax. Igor's still the number one, but the fact that you can have a backup there, 384 uh, wins for his career, and, and now I think 400 is certainly on the table the way he's playing this year. And Wheeler, I probably would put him in, in, in the B-minus category as well. He's not scoring. He's played on the top line. He's kind of bounced between the third rotation and, and the first rotation. But I think he, he kind of is what he is for his age and doesn't have anybody thinking they don't need a right winger when they get to the uh, the trade deadline. But uh, i probably go um, uh, a C for Zabanajad, B-minus for Igor, A-plus for Quick, and a B-minus for Wheeler. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you look at it, right, Don? If you want to, if you want to rank based on how much somebody makes, what their expectations are, this, that, or the other, or just look at the individual performance and how they're compared to the rest of the team. Uh, quick, no doubt, is an A plus plus. If you can give higher than that S tier, as you see on Twitter all the time, that would be where Quick is right now. I don't think anybody saw this coming from him. There were people that wanted him cut, like I said. Uh, uh, in training camp because he seemed to be struggling, but again, it was training camp and the preseason, so whatever. Igor, B-minus for me. Uh, He has the injury. We know uh, when he's off for a long period of time or doesn't get that, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of shots on him or playing in consecutive games that it takes him a while to get going. There are some goals within the last couple games I'm sure he'd like to have back. That being said, the team has not played well in front of him. Uh, The last five games up until that Kings game were probably the worst stretch of games they've had this season. Um, And, you know, not having a good defense in front of you will make a goalie look worse. But Igor is not at his sharpest right now, so I'll give him a B-. Zabanejad, I'll say B-. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to grade a little higher for him. I know he's not scoring, but he's not a detriment to the team at the moment. Um, So I'm just going to give him a B- because he is one of the best defensive centers in the National Hockey League. And obviously, on the power play, even if he's not putting up points, he's one of the main cogs in making sure power play one does score. Wheeler, I'm going to give a D. I know he only makes 800K. Um, People are killing him on social media. I don't know what people expected. I don't know if you were expecting NHL 16 Blake Wheeler with 87 Mm. speed and an amazing shot. Here I am going to video games. But you get my point. He's a little older now. He's not as fast. Um, This is a team that needed right-wing depth, and that's why you sign a guy like Blake Wheeler hoping that it's the Jimmy VC or Nick Bonino of, I'm going to sign somebody for 800 k and hope that it turns out that he's going to score 15 goals for me. That's not happening right now, but he did stabilize that first line at a time when they didn't really have anything to stabilize. But you take a look now in terms of the forwards that are helping this team, uh, Wheeler, uh, he's not hurting them, but he's not exactly doing everything I think people expected. Mm-hmm. So I'll give him a D with room for improvement. Christopher wants to know if the Islanders are a legit contender. I'm going to say no because they've been sloppy in the third period. I don't think they're going to be able to score enough. However, can they be a dangerous out in the playoff series because of Sorokin? Absolutely they can because that's what happens. And they have, you know, Lee had the big game against the Los Angeles Kings. You know Barzell is a good player. Horvat was brought in here for a major reason. So if those guys can get hot, you know, they can be a dangerous out in the playoffs. But I also think that they're a team that's probably going to go down to the final week solidifying a playoff spot. I, I see some holes on this team. I'm not going to you know, celebrate what they've done over the last week is that they finally officially turned a corner because I still see 
things that need to be corrected, and I just don't know if they're going to be in any kind of position to to add at the deadline. So I'm going to say no, even though I still think they can be a dangerous out in any given playoff series. Yeah, again, I'm being captain literal man. Depends on what you mean by contender. Could they be a playoff team? Yes. Do I see them making an Eastern Conference final run or stunning multiple teams in the playoffs? No, I do not. Can they steal a series? Absolutely. Now, Mike Sapp wants to know what the Rangers are doing giving up so many early goals. They went four straight games giving up the first goal before they finally broke that against the Kings on Sunday where they didn't didn't score a goal, didn't allow a goal in the first period, but they actually did for the first time in a while score the first goal. They've been sloppy, let's be honest. It's not so much giving up early goals. It's just too many goals. There was a four-game span there. They went two and two, but they gave up 20 goals. That's just not the Rangers that we know. And then the thing that kind of crept in that kind of was a little disturbing after the Capitol game, Anthony, was that multiple players, I did the post-game show talking about compete level, talking about heart, talking about fight. What are we doing? I mean, are you bored? I know it's December and you've established yourself, but this is what kind of gets scary. You start reading your press clippings and thinking just you, you show up and, and you look at the landscape of their losses. With the exception of Dallas, all their losses have come against teams that are behind them in the standings and out of the playoffs. So this team does sometimes get a little full of themselves. I think they just become too offensive-minded and don't stick to the plan. Uh, the good news is, outside of the Washington game, they've always been able to bounce back and get right back on the horse, and, and they did that against the Kings on Sunday, kind of snap them back in, but I don't know whether it's just like laziness, complacentness, but, but this is a team that needs to be reminded that just showing up is never going to be enough in this league. It's just not. Uh, Peter Laviolette talked about there are no weak teams in this league, and he's right. There might be teams that are weaker than others, but you can lose to anybody. They've lost to Buffalo. They've lost to Ottawa. They've lost to uh, Colorado, um, Columbus. So that's got to be a reminder that this Ranger team, even though it's tough to do, has to be engaged every single night if they're going to continue to win. Well, look, being a fan of this team, of course, I'm biased, and I was very upset with the way they played for those five games, four games, even the games they won against Nashville, um, and the other team is escaping me where they came back uh, on that stretch before they lost their, fir- their two in a row for the first time this season. Well, they Don, had to come back against Nashville. Nashville. If you remember. And then what was the other one? That's the... I'm. Mm. Well they, well, they then they well they didn't have a comeback a come- against San oh, well, Jose. Well, they but held they, on they, against the Sharks. Sorry, right. they held on against the Sharks. I didn't like the way they played in those two games. It was indicative of how they played the the two games after. And I thought what Vincent Trocheck said after the game was very important. Don in the locker room, he said we kind of knew that we weren't playing our best, and we knew we had to correct it. Um, if you were in that locker room and thought that it was just a couple bad games and everything was fine, I would be a little more concerned. I think the team realizing that they weren't playing good and needed to get back to what made them successful early on in this season was important. It's good that they did it. I know they're dealing with injuries. They didn't have Goudreau. Um, and now, of course, he's back, but uh, he's he's eating things through a straw uh, because of his jaw issue. I know everybody, I, no one wants to say what happened. Uh, Laviolette said something happened. Well, he's got a cage and he can't eat. So well, obviously I mean, I it's him get hit in the face with a puck. I mean, you know, uh, can we stop with the upper body? Well, anyway, <laughs> that's another story for another day. Anyway, right. um, but I, I, I will say this, and I was going to drop the Rangers to probably fourth or fifth in the top five if we were able to do it. On Friday, but I take, uh, but you know, I, I paused and I took a look. Every team, Don, that we've said is one of the powerhouses in this league this year has had issues like this. Vegas went on a little bit of a dip when we dropped them out of the top two. Boston is five, four, and one in their last ten. Any of the teams that we said are one of the best teams in 
hockey have had this dip in play, and the Rangers mm. had theirs last week, and they've bounced back from it. Boston's bounced back. Vegas has bounced back. Good yeah. teams find ways to do that. It's tough. I, I Listen, we don't have load management in the NHL. No, we do not. But what we do have is there's, you know, any given night. Look at Colorado. You know Colorado's one of the best teams in the league. But any given night, they'll mail it in. Dallas, the same thing. Like, how do you explain Dallas getting crushed six to one on Saturday? And they bounce back last night and they score six goals and, and, and win. I mean, I, I just think sometimes there's a bit of complacency that creeps in um, that that happens to these good teams. Now, now sometimes the complacency gets in there and, and you have a tough time getting it out. So, I think this is a Ranger team that's got their eye on the prize. And they know that it's December and they can't do anything about it, right? So just gotta they've got a coach that's been there and done that. That's a good thing. And he'll ride them. And there's gonna be nights. Like I I, comp- I think they're gonna be completely engaged tonight against Toronto. You know, it's it's not a rival, but it's an original six matchup. So on a Tuesday in December where people are, you know, uh, have Christmas on their mind, holidays on their mind. Well, you know, the Leafs come in, that'll get you engaged. If, if tonight they were playing the Blue Jackets or if they were playing the Predators or if they were playing, uh, I don't know, the Flames, then maybe this would be a night that I'd be concerned. But they've, they'll have they find a way to play great tonight. And then Friday, that could be a mail-in, right? The Friday yeah. would concern yeah. me because it's the Ducks at the Garden and what are you doing the next day in Boston to take on the Bruins? So you can kind of you can kind of lay out when the Rangers may not be fully engaged, and if they're not fully engaged, they leave Igor out to dry. They start turning the puck over, trying to do these fancy behind the back passes that create odd man rushes the other way. You see it, yeah. And, and we're close enough that we see them every day that you can kind of just circle. All right, this is this is when they might need a little bit of help. Well, the one three one system doesn't allow you to have a night off, right? Like it's a structured system, and if right. there's a break in the structure, mm-hmm. it's going to look pretty bad. Um, oh, also, we just got a injury report. Let's see, Don Lagreca limited with an upper body. Don, you know anything about this? Yeah, I was I was hitting the face with a t-shirt. Oh now, my god! Now, now you hear that? I was doing the Nick game last night. That's right. Mind my own business, and they have those cannons that they they fire these T-shirts out. So it's not like it, it it floats in the air and lands on your head. These things are missiles. That's right. They're wrapped tight, taped, shot out of a literal gun. And if you're not paying attention, you got whacked in the side of the head, knocked my headset off. I was I was dazed for a second, but I I, I continued to do the game and I was fine. So, uh, but. I, I heard the morning show kind of making fun. He got hit by a T-shirt. Yeah, it's. Ra- I'm going to bring it in today, Anthony. Okay. I'm going to show you. Oh, you kept it. The things like a pound. You, you, you got hit with something. I heard Monica swatted hers away. Man, Monica was not. Uh, listen, I was left out to dry by uh, my producer. Oh, this is Ray terrible. Santiago. Uh, Monica McNutt, they, they, they're veterans of the basketball. You know me, I'm a hockey guy. I'm up in the bridge. I don't have to worry about hitting by a T-shirt, but where we are for they basketball. They have a cannon with the Rangers. No, they have that, that, but that it doesn't, rotating uh, but, gun. Uh, right, but it doesn't get close to, no, that's to us up point. on the bridge level. But but basketball, you're closer. And um, but By the way, I've been proven right about those uh, alternate jerseys for the Rangers. I love them. I no, think they're, they're awesome. Um, well, you know, the, you need them. to see it. When you see it in action, it's a lot better. I, I like them. I didn't love them, but I, I'm getting close to loving them, watching them play. And listen, if they win, you know, then you're going to be happy with them. And they did win their first game. There's That's nine right. more games they will play with that jersey. Love it. Love it. Uh, David Hines says, how concerned should the Kraken be with the health of Andre Barakovsky? He has been having a great run last season until the groin injury last February. Since then, he's missed 20 games with an upper body injury. Comes back one game, got hurt again, and this is week to week. You look at this Kraken team, and they're they're not having a good season. No, I don't not. think they're going to make the playoffs. No. 
last year, just like any other typical expansion team, with the exception of Vegas, they have a lot of nice players, no great players. So you get Schwartz plays well, McCann plays well, Barakovsky plays well, and uh, of course, um, you know the the rookie that they got in there that was the rookie of the year last year won the Calder Trophy. Like everything, ca- everything came together for them. Yep. And but these are not players that have been consistently great. Um, Beniers will find out. I think can be a great player, but you know these these are reason why they weren't protected by their respective teams, and it all kind of came together for them. Their goaltending has always been whack, right? Like so, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know where you're going to go um, with that. But now guys are kind of playing to what you know the back of their hockey card, and it's just that they're they're your typical scrappy be careful they can be any night type of team but not a team that's going to routinely make the playoffs and i think you're starting to see what you saw out of the kraken in their first year i think it speaks to how hard or actually how impre- how hard it is a to be consistent in this league especially also how impressive it is that what vegas has done since right. being an expansion well, team you don't see that you may have a run for a year or two but you don't see what vegas is doing often and seattle's learning that the hard way they're going to have to get some talent in there to round out some of the ancillary pieces that made them so successful last year what they ended up getting is that carlson ended up being a hidden gem right mark became a hidden gem then you put yourself in a situation where you go out and you get a patch already uh, like they did uh last year you go out and you get an eichel like they did last year you add quality goaltending which is something they'd always had you know they had mark andre Fleury when they started things out here um and then then that now they're adding pieces where they're you know um Petrangelo. So now they're not an expansion team anymore. Like so they found hidden gems. Barakovsky was supposed to be that, right? And that's where it felt like he was going to be the Carlson of Vegas, that he was going to be the hidden gem and and because of the injuries it's kind of stunted his growth. So I think that's the difference there. Uh, la, 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 la. This is a good one. Islanders Mets Jets fan. Do you think the Toronto media is tone deaf when it comes to the Islander fans and Tavares? Of course they are. Because in Toronto, it's very highbrow. Like, why should these Islander fans be upset with the fact that John Tavares wants to play for the Leafs? Of course he wants to play for the Leafs. We're the national team in Canada. They're the Yankees, but they're not the Yankees. People think that the Canadians are the Yankees as far as, like, conceit level because they've won to the clip the Yankees have won. But they're really not, though. But... Toronto is the one that walks around like their blank doesn't stink. They act like the Yankees, even though they haven't won a cup since 1967, because they've got fans all over Canada, all over North America. They're a monster team. So, and I and I love everybody that covers the team, but there is a a, a conceit that the the media up there and the fans up there have for. Their team and and the want of John Tavares wanting to play for the Maple Leafs and leaving the Islanders, it, that's that's a no brainer for them. So they're like, why are the Islander fans getting upset? He went home. Were you going to go with pomposity? Play with the great there? Leafs. Were you going to go with pomposity there? Was that I was going to go with pomposity? I yes. like it. I like it. Well, I have a question. I gave up on it. I took a I punted. I, I might win point guard. You might. What's going to happen when uh, the Dodgers visit the Blue Jays this season? I think there's going to be a lot of the eight percent alcohol beers being thrown onto the field. You think there'd be some booze? Oh, he's going to get a. Visit. Well, wait a minute. Why would Shohei Otani want to go to that? Look, if you weren't here in the metro area while all this was going on with John Tavares, I can understand why you'd say hometown kid wants to come home. But John Tavares made it seem like he wanted to stay here. He gave—I don't know if he gave assurances, but he said that he would like to be 
on the island, and then he and then he backed off. He was trying to be here again. I don't know John personally. He was very, he was trying to be that guy. He was trying to be a nice guy, and he didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. He got caught up in it. He didn't want to be you know uh, a piece of garbage saying I want out of here, and he ended up hurting everybody's feelings. Now, I, do I think Islander fans at this point need to get over it? Yeah, I think they do. I, I have no business you know, saying that. We still Jonathan, do pot van socks in uh, the garden, so. I can't right, really. but that's fun. But when you start like burning jerseys and they're like, like, listen, you got to because there is, I think, the a, a tad bit of like the inferiority complex, which which then if you look at it from the, the baseball standpoint, it's the complete opposite. Because the, the Leafs do not have anything but an inferiority complex. They think they're the bomb. Right. But from the from the Blue Jays perspective, it's. Why doesn't anybody like us? They're always making fun of Canada. Uh, well, nobody wants to play for us. Uh, why do you disrespect? Like it's they, they have a complete inferiority complex because they're up in Canada by themselves. There's no Montreal anymore up there for baseball. And it's the, it's a complete role reversal. So you're right. They will say, well, what, what, he, John Tavares just wanted to go play for, his, for the Maple Leafs. Like, who wouldn't want to play for the Maple Leafs? And then it'll be the opposite, and the Blue Jays are like, why doesn't anybody want to play for us? Like, it's very weird up there. I love, I love Toronto. It's great. You love Canada. I love Canada. That's right. But the way they look at the hockey and the way they look at the baseball are two completely different things. But that, so yes, they are tone deaf because they figure, who the hell would want to play for the Islanders when you have a chance to play for the Maple Leafs? Meanwhile, since Tavares has left, the Islanders have gone to the third round, you know, two of the last four years, and the Leafs finally, for the first time in like 25 years, made it out of the first round. So, you know, I, I, I I'm sure he's happy where he is, and the Islanders have have been able to figure out. Uh, uh, life without him. Um, uh, Robert says, really liked Rangers third jerseys on Sunday night, but the Kings silver helmets remind me of a bad 1950s sci-fi movie. Bravo. That and the gold helmets that the Golden Knights wear, abolish it. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. What are I, you doing? I, I don't I don't mind the gold ones. Um, the silver ones are... Silver's bad. Silver ones are a lot. Look, Vegas has done a, a decent job of turning themselves into a caricature. And I'm not saying that as if they're like a joke. I think they're a fantastic team. Um, and their social team does a fantastic job. Um, because they're owning that the fact that they're in Vegas and they have to be flashy. So the gold helmets worked for me because it was a new team. And you know what? Try something a little different. I don't know if the chrome domes came before the gold helmets for LA. If they did, I, I just don't like them. God, I just don't think it fits. It, I, 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 like, I like the rest of that alternate jersey they've got. I love the old logo. I love the old Kings logo, the 90s yeah. Kings logo. That's great. Um, but yeah, the, the Chrome Dome, I could do without. Now, Suffering Jim asked the question that's on everybody's mind. What hurt more, getting hit in the face last night from the shirt? Excuse or me? Or when you, you had the uh, soilage in Calgary? Uh, I mean, what First hurt of all, more? I ask you so. Well, no, it's not, it, I was, here's the thing that people, and I don't want to get too detailed on what happened to me in Calgary a few years ago. Why? Save it for AM. We've got time. I had... A stomach bug. All right? So I was suffering. <laughs> so it wasn't just the embarrassment of the uh, accident. It was how I had to basically be in, you know, doubled over, sick to my stomach, having to call a hockey game for three hours. 
Not good. Stomach, I had stomach pain flu. different the than kids getting hit in the me. face, though. And it just hit me. I, I got hit. It stunned me. I was more shocked than anything else. I recovered from it. It was funny. Did you go to the blue tent? No. No blue tent. I didn't go to the blue tent. It, Ray didn't flag the concussion spotter? What no. is going on here? And Pat O'Keefe was right there. He could have jumped in. But Pat, no. too? There's a, lot of pe- there's a lot of people getting laid out here. This is- I think I, You know what? I, 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 this is going to sound terrible. I think there was a lot of people rooting for it to happen. Wow. Yeah, how about that? You think You think that... The, you think that, Did you see who shot the t-shirt cannon? Was it Michael? Did he get know, off the bus? It, was, it he- wasn't Michael. No, it was... Um, I don't know who it was. I didn't see it. I, I I couldn't see who was shot. I didn't even see it was coming. I, I I was hit and didn't know what hit me. I didn't know if it was like a, that a fan reach over and and, and slug me. I it was I didn't know what was going on. But uh, Tom, taking a look tonight. By the way, I like the Coyotes plus money against the Penguins. Second of back to backs after um, they had a Don in Calgary moment in Buffalo. Interesting. I like what it. Am I, what, 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 are you, uh, what are we getting here? Let's You're see. getting plus money. You're getting a lot of plus money. Look, the Penguins could beat them 5-1 to one and it'll look like a hack, but I'm going to ride this Coyotes train while I've got Penguins it. Let's go with the Coyotes. Mess. Penguins are a bit of a mess. You'd love to find any way the Blackhawks can win at plus 330. You wouldn't think so. I'm kind of digging the Flyers, too, at plus 114 in Nashville. I could do the Pittsburgh, not the Pittsburgh parlay. That would be, it would be the dog parlay that we'd have to do. Mm-hmm. Give people some money. I'm not. I'm not mad at the uh, the Sharks at home against the Jets. A plus one ninety. Sharks been playing well, scoring a ton of goals. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, they they completely different team, right? I mean, good good on David Quinn. I'm, I'm happy that he's been able to figure it out. You know, that's not a good team, but it's not a team that was like historically expansion embarrassing like they were in the first you know 15 games of the season. Lightning Canucks has overwritten all over it, so that'll end one nothing. Yeah. Right. Canucks have kind of come back down to earth just a tad. Uh, but no, listen, it was fun to get caught up with everybody. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with EJ. So I like the stream of consciousness that happened at the end of that there. We were just oh, talking it. while it was recording. It. It's, it's fine. This is what this is what podcasting is. Get ready for Puck Doku, Don. If you I'm guys were here for that, that would be a heck of a lot. Of, like we just sit, me and Don just sit in the studio while we're prepping for the K show and just cool. play Puck Doku and Immaculate Grid. It's great. It keeps our minds sharp. At least our hockey minds, anyway. All right, good job, Anthony. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Woo! Want to get in touch with us at Don LaGreca and at Anthony Pusick. Hashtag Game Misconduct. Talk to you again tomorrow with EJ Raddick. This was the Tuesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.